This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another episode of the What Are We Doing podcast. My name's Levi McCurdy, and this is episode 124. And I'm a little confused as to of how we got here. I don't know how I did it. I don't know what version of the planets aligned, okay? But the last episode was, we put it out. It was the last episode of last year. It was on December 31st. 2023, one, two, three, and one, two, three was the date, and and episode 123 was released. And now here we are, first episode of the new year, 2024, and we're back with episode 124. I don't know, I you know, I don't know, whatever. It's a, it's weird. The stars aligned, but maybe that just means it's good luck. Maybe that means it's good luck for the new year. And I think, uh, you know, I think we're starting out with a bang. Happy New Year, everybody. Glad you made it. Glad you're here. 2024, it's an election year, okay? We're getting ready for that. We're seeing some of the propaganda already. We'll get into it in a minute, but it's time to uh, get those New Year's resolutions started, okay? Whether it's the gym, whether it's to eat more Taco Bell, whether it's to make more podcast episodes, whether it's to do whatever it is that you feel like you need to do, I hope it happens for you this year in 2024. It's fin to be a good year. We've got some things planned here. This month alone, uh, I'm pretty sure if I did the math and scheduling correct, this should be the only time you see me by myself this month. I've got a guest coming in studio, here in studio. Can you fucking believe it? I have a guest that's going to be on the couch behind me. I'll be set up over here. It'll be great. It's going to be a fun conversation. And that's happening um, <clears throat> like literally next week into the next day and then like the next week. And then that'll be it for January. And then we're rolling right into Febs, babe. And we're already one month down. So, you know, hey, who else has their whole month of January podcast plan before end one week one? What are we doing? If you haven't, let's get rolling. Let's get the guest scheduled. Let's get 2024 off to a great start. I got Sandy Dunkel arguing with me. I got Sandy Dunkel arguing with me in the text. She thinks that we can turn someone into a social media influencer overnight just by posting once a week, maybe once every few days, maybe once every like, you know, 18 days. And it's fine. But you know, Sandy texted, she said, hey, my friend wants to be an Instagrammer, <clears throat> okay? 
She wants to be one of these girls who posts the products on Instagram, buy the products from me, use my link. I get 10%. Here's the products. This is why you need it. Look at my Instagram, follow me. I'm valuable. You should follow me. Look at me on Instagram. And so I said, oh yeah, sure. I'll help. Here's what you need to do. Here's the outline post every day three to five times a day, make videos of yourself, put posts on Facebook groups, do stories, vertical videos, content, post, 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 not post Malone, post on social media. And that's how you get started. And then her and her friend came back and said, well, we only want to do it like once a week on Instagram with one post and one photo. And so Shout out to you guys. Shout out to Sandy Dunkel and all of her friends who think they're going to get tens of hundreds of thousands of followers and make a nice little side hustle for themselves, only posting one photo a week without any proper due diligence or any way that they can because she doesn't listen to me and it's fine. I sent her videos. I sent her examples. I said I'd help. I gave her preliminary steps to gain my help on the whole thing. But you know, the boomers got it. The boomers know exactly what they're doing on social media. But look, man, here we are. It's 2024 and the last, literally, I'm going to say it again, the last 24 hours have been nothing but nonstop. The last 24 hours of my life have been nonstop text message, phone call, voicemail. Levi, did you hear the news? Oh my God. Levi, can you believe it? Levi, we know you're into, oh my God, Levi, did you hear? He's in, ah, the list. Oh my God, Levi, listen, everyone know, like I had everyone, my sister, my mom, my father picked up the fucking phone and called me for the first time in 12 years. I'm joking. (laughs) That's that's not, (laughs) that wouldn't, I'm sorry, that wouldn't happen. That didn't actually happen. It's a joke. It's the funniest joke on the goddamn planet. And so, I got text messages and people telling me, did you see the news? Because guess what? The Epstein list dropped. We've been waiting on the list. We've been waiting on the list for the last three days. It said it was coming out Monday. Then it came Tuesday and then it was Wednesday. And so we've been waiting three days for the list. And then we finally got the list. And man, it's just, unfortunately, David Copperfield has been named on the list dude can you believe it can you believe david copperfield like bro we couldn't you could make the statue of liberty disappear you made a train disappear you're about to make the moon the moon the earth's fucking the moon dude David Copperfield is set to make the moon disappear in like, I don't know, two or three weeks or some shit. And he couldn't make his name disappear off the damn list. Whoa, come on, dude. David Copperfield. Now listen, here's the thing. He's been named. He's been named. And if we're being honest, I would have thought, I would have thought if you, if we had a bingo card or like an office bet going, whatever it is, I would have put maybe one to maybe two, maybe three to four. I probably wouldn't have put David Copperfield as the number one draft pick 
Now I get it. Listen, Epstein and just like all that stuff was like what back eighties, nineties, like early two thousands times. And like a lot of these magicians today, they kind of got their start in like early two to mid two thousands. So I guess it makes sense that it's Copperfield, but like maybe I like, no, no, like seek freedom. Roy, one of those, one of the tiger guys couldn't have been on the list per David copper. Like maybe not, maybe not P and T. I don't know. David Copperfield is on the list. And this is all, uh, this is what we have. This is what we have. David Copperfield was named six times in the document. And so now what, what's happening now is we're getting all this data and all these numbers, and it's pretty much based on how many times you were named in the deficit for the Epstein, you know, trial case, whatever's going on the lawsuit, which is laying that's happening that made all this come to light. How many times are mentioned? So Copperfield mentioned six times in the documents, which were made public Wednesday, including in deposition with alleged victim, Joanna, who said she and another girl had dinner with the magician at Epstein's house. Damn. Damn, dude. Listen, there's three types of Epstein's here. Okay, there's those who just used the plane, there's those who went to the island, and there's those who went to the island and, like, stayed for a little bit. And, you know, the latter is the worst of it all. So dinner in the house, dude? Damn it, David. Damn it. Copperfield. During the dinner, Joanna asked the other young-looking girl what school she went to, and when she didn't recognize the name of the school as being a college, she said the girl might have been of high school age. Uh-oh. Spaghetti-o. Copperfield apparently had a similar feeling. That was his psychic magic third eye talking. It was like pulsing during dinner the whole time. He knew she was of this age. Uh, according to the documents, Joanna testified, he questioned me if I was aware that the girls were getting paid to find other girls. Strange. So like he knew Copperfield's involvement with Epstein was previously made public in a 2019 article in New York Times, which detailed just Lane Maxwell's involvement in scouting and girls. Maxwell never accused Copperfield of wrongdoing. Joanna uh, didn't either. So, you know, he just, there's no, no evidence of any wrongdoing here. And that's the key. That's the key now. And that's the, this is the, this is what the news and the media is going to try to spin here. That there's, there's no evidence of wrongdoing from David Copperfield, even though he got on the plane to go to, Epstein Island, where the things happen on Epstein Island. When you get on Epstein's plane where the things happen, to go to the island where things happen, to go to the dinner where things happen on Epstein Island, to have said dinner where things happen at during the time. So, I mean, of course, there was no, there was no wrongdoing. It was an off day at the island when David Copperfield was there, you know? Like, it just, <clears throat> it's, it's quite, uh, it's, it's quite, it's quite interesting where 
were going. You know what I mean? And Epstein, listen, he didn't just, he didn't want to orgy. It's, it's, let's just be honest. Epstein went the extra mile. He didn't just want these orgies on the island to be just, you know, they show up, bang, bang, boom, we're done. They fly home. That's boring. That doesn't make any sense. Like that just, it's quick. They're in, they're out. He doesn't have any fun. And now he's back to just being alone on the island with this big mansion with just him and like, you know, the, 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 the underage people there. And so then he gets bored. And so he wants people to stay on the island longer. So to make these parties even more exciting, what better way than to invite some of his famous friends to do some like magic tricks. He wants David Copperfield to come do some card tricks, make a, make one of the high schoolers levitate, do something with, you know, like throw, throw knives at, at one of the other guests. And then, you know, when we're done watching the magic show, then we've got our good friend over here, Michael Jackson, who was there on the same day. He's going to perform a few songs. He's going to do a little concert. Jeffrey paid him for like five songs. Turns out it's like 50 million. He did like five or six songs. He did an encore. And so now that we've seen a show, we've got dinner. We flew on the private jet. We saw some magic. Like how the fuck did he do that? We saw we saw a show from Michael Jackson that people would never see in a lifetime, a private show from Michael Jackson. Now everybody's ready. Let's jump right into the OG. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, you know, and this is like, and this is all Jeffrey's idea. This is all Jeffrey's idea. When he invites his friends, when he invites his friends, like, you know, <laughs> when he invites his friends, like Stephen Hawking over to the island. You know, Stephen just doesn't want to sit there and just kind of not do anything and then be ready and rip roaring to go once the girls are. Listen, did Stephen Hawking have an underage orgy on Epstein's Island? Yes, but it's only after he watched a magic show from David Copperfield. Like, could you imagine showing up to this party? And you have no idea what's going on. You just got a plus one. You just got a plus one. And your friend told you, hey, come with me. <clears throat> We're going to this party. It's going to be a killer time. We're going to fly on a private jet. You're going to see like there's going to be um, like Chris Angel's going to be there. I think there's going to be like celebrities, people star studded. Come with me to this party. And like, I'm like, yeah, bet. let's go. And I'm on the plane, and they're like, you don't got to pay for anything. Don't pay for anything. Just show up. You're going to eat. You're going to live life. It's going to be a blast. 72 hours. We're going to be home, and that's going to be it. We don't speak of it ever again. You down? And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. And so now I'm there, and as soon as we walk into the mansion, I already know something's up because, you know, this shouldn't be free, but, like, there's Stephen Hawking sitting over there. I'm pretty sure it's him, but, like, maybe it's a lookalike. I don't know. And then like that guy pretty much looks like David Copperfield and that guy over there, I'm pretty sure surrounded by like 12 security guards is Michael Jackson. They keep whispering it is, but like no one knows, like he won't come out from behind the wall of security men. And so like, it's weird, but everyone knows it's him. So I don't know why he's just not out eating dinner with the rest of us. And so now we're at this party and you know, like people go their separate ways. You go get a drink, you go get like a snack or whatever from the kitchen. And now you've got, now you've, you walk into the wrong room 
and it's Stephen Hawking naked in his wheelchair with like 10 teenagers. And it's not looking good for the rest of the evening. And it's a fun time. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds, you know, I, I, I hope everyone have fun. I wouldn't go. You know what I mean? Like once, once I get there, I quickly want to leave. It would become one of those weirdo movies. Like whatever that movie everyone's watching, still fat, still feet, still flow, whatever. Still some, I don't know. Still, whatever it is, I'll put it on the screen. Everyone's watching that. And like Meg showed me the trailer and it's kind of just like, it's basically this. It's basically this. If that movie, whatever this new viral TikTok movie is, it's like, it's basically what's happening on Epstein's Island. It's people who are lost. It's people who want to have a good time. And then they go to this mansion and then like, they can't really leave. I mean, you can leave, but like, you're not really leaving, you know? Uh, so, um, man, it's, uh, Stephen, Stephen Hawking was there. David Copperfield. They're going to pin, they're going to pin the whole thing. Um, they're going to, they're going to pin the whole thing probably on David. They're probably going to come out in testimony tomorrow in the court and say, David Copperfield was the mastermind behind the whole thing, not Jeffrey. And it's probably going to be lights out for him. Like, you know what I mean? So while Jeffrey Epstein's getting his list of vendors and you know, you know, it's just him. And every time just Lane, just Lane's like, no love for the love of Christ. Like, no, we just, we're going to, we've got the sandwiches. We're going to give them the sandwiches. We're going to go do the orgy. And then everyone's going to leave promptly this time. Love. We don't need to do the show. We don't need to do the magic. We don't need to do the music. We don't need to do the machines. And like Jeffrey, all Jeffrey wants on the island is like a cotton candy machine. We'll get like a Bricker's French fry and chicken fingers truck to come. We'll get like the, the thing with the squirt gun that makes the clown go up the thing. You win a stuffy. We'll get one of those games. He wants a Ferris wheel. We're, we want the magician every time. So Copperfield, we got to get Copperfield back. We need some sort of music deck. You know what I mean? Let's see if Jackson's available. Oh, he is this weekend. Okay. So then we need that. We need the thing where you go down the plastic slide and the potato sack that costs a dollar. Do that. We need a skee-ball machine. We need three to five skee-ball machine. I want all the girls to have their own skee-ball machines. And I want all the guests to have their own skee-ball machines. And then once we're done at the carnival, maybe a petting zoo. Is a llama too much? Should we get a few goats, one or two llamas? Maybe like some prairie dogs running around. I don't know. Maybe like a little baby cow, a little fluffy, a little fluffy baby cow. Like the one Sandy Dunkle pays to cuddle. One of those. And then we'll have like a petting zoo. We'll have the ride. We'll have the games. We'll have the magician walking around. Like these are things I, I'm surprised I wasn't hired on the island. Like these are like, I literally I'm on gig masters as a magician 10 years ago. Like, Oh yeah, this sounds great. Sign me up 800 bucks. Pay me the 800. I'm there. I got to fly. Okay, cool. I'm hopping on the jet. Like I'm surprised I wasn't solicited to do magic tricks on Epstein's Island at my career as a magician. It was around the same time. It was around the same time, you know, I don't, Hey, could have been me, but it wasn't, <clears throat> it wasn't at all. And it would never be, but David Copperfield was there. You know what I mean? So like, and just Lane just doesn't want him to have fun. 
you know, <sighs> I hope, I hope just saying it's on the stand in Pensadilla and Copperfield is the thing. And of course, of course, we can't, you can't get through it. You can't get through the entire thing without seeing Bill Clinton's name just in bright lights, blink, blink, blinkity blink, Bill, 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 not the science guy, Bill Clinton, the ex-president of the United States. And so, um, you know what I mean? Uh, NBC has the story. Let's see where, uh, let's see where they're at. NBC, of course, of course, is going to continue to spin this narrative, much like the Copperfield. Copperfield's team's going to come out with a statement and say there was no wrongdoing. And of course, we're going to see this pattern continue to trend. As many times as their names are mentioned in the documents, as many times as they were on the plane, as many times as they were eating dinner at the house, as many as times as they were on Jeffrey Epstein's island, what else were you there for? Was there no other places to go on vacation? You know, was there no other place? You guys couldn't have gone to Chili's for dinner. You couldn't have got like that three for me, $10.99 deal at Chili's for like whatever the occasion was. You had to go to that island. You knew what you were doing on the... So CNN's got it. Let's take a listen. But it's different now, of course, seeing it in a court filing. These are court files that had been redacted, kept under wraps for many years as part of that civil litigation that I mentioned. And we're going to continue pouring through to uncover what we have found. I should mention none of this obviously suggests any wrongdoing by the former president, suggests that he was involved in a crime. It's That's it. It doesn't nothing. Listen, it doesn't. There's no it doesn't suggest any wrongdoing. There's not a single ounce, not a single ounce of wrongdoing by Bill Clinton. He just so happened to be on the jet like 16 times. He was on the island 14 times. He was mentioned in the deposition 60 times. He just so happened. He didn't have any other billionaire friends. Listen, this is it. This is the thing. Billionaires lend their jets out, like the Mark Cubans, Grant Cardones, Elon Musk. He doesn't have a jet. He has rocket ships, whatever. He doesn't rent those out. But you know what I mean? If they have them because they're not using them all the time, and if they're not using them all the time, they're just paying for them to sit wherever they're sitting. So they might as well let their friends use their private jets to go here, to go there. The Clintons, they don't want to spend the campaign money, the hard-earned donated money from the people for their campaign. They don't want to spend that on private jets. So why not call our friend Jeffrey and say, yo, Jay, get the PJ running. Let's go. We need to hit the streets to campaign for this election. And so like, I, I get it. I get it. Billionaires, like, use my plane. Here you go. Take it. I'm not using it. Use it for the weekend. Tell them where you want to go, and they'll take you there. Like, it's paid for. Don't worry about it. I'm a billionaire. Like, that's what billionaires do. But at the same time, when you're the president of the United States, I, you probably, I would imagine, now I'm an idiot, but I would imagine you've probably got access to, I don't know, maybe like, government plane, regular plane, a private plane that you own. Like there's, there's plenty of a charter, a private chart, a private plane charter person. There's people like celebrities have charter people. They call and they say, Hey, I'm leaving this time from this airport. I need to go here. Like tell them like, where do I tell what gate do I go to? I'm not going through TSA bullshit. I'm just going private. Let me know. And then they walk right onto the tarmac with their Lamborghinis and then they fucking go right onto the jet. And like they have a guy that does that, like a travel agent, you know what I mean? So 
the Clintons had other options. And so we're just now listen, just there's no evidence of any wrongdoing. Okay. He, it was just, he, listen, we've got it. They've got a team of people on it. They got a team of people sifting through all the documents and just to make sure that Bill Clinton was just using the jet and was just hanging out on the Island, you know, just to play monopoly, you know, it was game night. It was, it was Clint, it was Hillary. It was Bill, Jeffrey, uh, David Copperfield, uh, just Lane, a few other, other friends, Bill Gates was there and they were just playing monopoly. And then they all went home. Like that's pretty much what happened. Like it wasn't on and popping orgy day when Bill Clinton was in the area and the vicinity of Epstein and his plane, the Island and anything else that had to do with the illegal activities going on. You know what I mean? So no, no wrongdoing there, not a single shred of evidence, not a single shred of evidence. I mean, it's not. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, Hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, it's 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 uh it's fun times nearly talking about his connections to epstein something that has already again been out there but he has obviously maintained uh his innocence and denied any wrongdoing as it relates to any abuse by people that ex uh, epstein exploited tom you know and then and then that's it she didn't say anything right that's it that's the rest of the clip she didn't actually say anything she just wants to remind us to let us know that there's no evidence. There's no evidence right up front, no glaring, nothing really that we can think of that would make any sense of any wrongdoing by the president of the United States. He's got other reasons. He's got other things going on. There's a perfectly good explanation. We've got a team on it. We're going to figure out what that explanation is here in a minute. But there's perfectly good, no wrongdoing. The president, he's fine. There's no, the reason he's mentioned 50 times and in 50 different documents, it doesn't actually, it's, it's instead of, listen, this is what the news does now. They just, if they don't understand it, they can't admit that. And so instead we just make stuff up and we talk in circles like this woman did and just say like, well, there's no real evidence of wrongdoing, even though he was on a plane. Just say, you don't know what that means because we don't know what it means either. We don't know what it means that Bill Gates and Bill Clinton and the presidents and the Trumps and the Prince Harry and the Andrews and the, and the Stephen Hawkins, and the magicians of the world are on that. No one knows what it means except for them and us. Now we've got a pretty good idea and the news is trying to convince us that that idea that we've concluded is no longer 
accurate. And so it just it's it's what they're it's it's what they're doing. I mean, is this is it's just what the news does now. And it's just they're trying to do their best to convince us that the words we're reading on the papers and in the headlines and the articles and these news that, that what we're seeing on Twitter and like the real resources and the real places we get our information from, because Lord knows if you're getting all of your news from CNN, Fox news or NBC or wherever the fuck you should probably stop doing that right now. They're trying to convince us it's all just made up like they're legal documents, sweetheart. Like, this isn't a TMZ exploité. This isn't a, a, a gotcha story. This isn't a Britney Spears Hulu documentary TMZ lied the whole way through about the whole thing because it's for entertainment and shock value. This is a legal federal lawsuit against one of the biggest pedophile rings, Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell. It's one of the number one most significant events in American history's court system. Like, we've got to stop beating around the bush and asking why these people were on the plane. And instead, we gotta, you know, we gotta listen. We gotta start, we gotta start listening to them. And we just gotta ask them straight out. Why were you on the plane? Like, you know, listen, he's not the only presidential related person on the plane. I'm pretty sure Donald Trump was mentioned. RFK was on the plane and RFK Jr. Of course, you know, if you can get through the voice, whatever, I'm sorry, but it just, he, he's got a perfectly good explanation for why he was on the plane. I was on Jeffrey Epstein's jet two times. I was on it uh, in 1993 and I was on it in, and I went to Florida with my wife and uh, two children to visit my mom over Easter. Um, my my wife had some kind of relationship with Glenn Maxwell, and they offered us a ride to Palm Beach. So I went then, and then on another occasion, I flew again with my family, with I think four of my children, and um, and. Uh, and Mary, my wife, to Rapid City, South Dakota, to go fossil hunting I, uh, for a weekend. And uh, but other, otherwise, I was I was never on his jet alone. I you know I've been very open about this from the beginning. So it's this is what you do. It's what you do as a billionaire, and that's what we're all learning here in the United States. Is once you have reached that billionaire status, because. 20, 30 years ago, it wasn't so mainstream. There were billionaires, of course, but we didn't have them being public figures splattered all over in our faces 24-7 on social media like we do today. So now we know who the billionaires are, and it's just what you do. And we're learning more and more what billionaires do on a daily basis, whether it's it's getting to a, a tin can submarine and go down to the bottom of the ocean to look at some trash, a ship that sunk 1,900 years ago, Okay, well, that didn't work out. And so now what else are we going to, well, we've got a friend, he's got a private jet. Let's go fossil hunting as a family. It's a Sunday afternoon. There's no church service for whatever reason this week. The pastor's sick. Let's gas up the PJ 
And let's, you know, we'll take it. We'll tell them, hey, we're going to South Dakota. And then we'll spend the day out in the middle of the field, the desert. I don't know what's out there, dude. And we'll just, we'll dig for fossils. You know, dinosaur bones, animal bones, human, whatever bones. And we'll, we'll dig for fossils. We'll take pictures. We'll categorize them. We'll put them on the website we made for all the fossils we found as a family. Because that's what you do when you're a billionaire. There's no one that I know in this town or within a 50 mile radius as a child that's ever been fossil hunting as a child, teenager, young adult, or even now in their adult life. And I don't think they ever will, especially on a trip via a private jet to another state where I'm sure they had professional tools and a guide and the outfits and the hat. Like who goes who goes fossil hunting as a fit? Like that's a red flag suspicion right there. Listen, there's no evidence of wrongdoing for RFK Jr., but there is wrong evidence. Of, there's a little bit of evidence of wrongdoing for that family trip. Like fossil hunting. That is something I don't think anyone has ever heard of in the last, like name one other time. Find me one other instance where you've heard someone taking the family, the wife, the four kids at the time, we're getting in the car, we're getting on the plane, you know what I mean? Like, do you see the, like, instead of, like, on the weekends, we get in the car and drive to a trampoline park with our son. Like, that's the extent of the American dream when it comes to being a parent and having a child. You take them to a trampoline park, a bounce house with the inflatables, the big ball pit and the foam. They're there for an hour. They love it. That's the Sunday. If you do that, maybe, maybe you get a little lunch. Maybe you get a little lunch. Maybe we hit a little Red Robin. You get some cluck-a-doodles. Maybe daddy's got a reward, so he's happy. The bill's not as much. You get the happy meal. Get a little balloon on your way out. You get some lunch, you hit the jump spot, you do the ball pit, you do the foam. It's a blast. It's a great way to end the weekend. And then on the opposite side of that, you've got people hopping on the private plane to take their family fossil hunting. And that's his excuse. And so that's what we're going to see. We're going to continue to see. I don't think Copperfield's team said anything yet. They might just stay quiet. Uh, for the special sake, because he is set to make like the the moon disappear, I think. So, it, it you know it's it's going to be very very crazy to see what the excuses are now moving forward as to of why you were involved, whether it be with this man, the woman on trial, Miss Maxwell, the plane, the island, the house for dinner, the minor. There's so many layers, and they're just going to keep trying to tell you that the most important people involved, there's no real signs of foul play. There's no real signs of foul play. There's no, there's nothing else there. And I mean, like NBC's probably not the only one that's doing it. I mean, it's, uh, what's, uh, what's, what's going on here? Who's this? Here's CBS. They're pretty much NBC's like the same letters. They're all the same fucking thing, but here's CBS talking about it. 
this is what they have documents to say. naming people connected to Jeffrey Epstein have been unsealed. The documents include nearly 950 pages. Last month, a federal judge ruled the names of Epstein's alleged victims and those connected to him must be made public. Epstein was indicted on federal sex trafficking charges in 2019. He later died by suicide. Publication does not imply it. knowledge and that's of the other his thing too. alleged. That's it right there. That's the other thing. There, they, they, we have to keep bringing this up. It has to be their first line of defense. They have to remind you that he was convicted before. This was back in 2019, before the world was different. He was, uh, he was, he was a person of interest then. These names were already out there. These people already went through the scrutiny. We've already taken care of it. And so also, hey, just a reminder, just a reminder, he did in fact commit suicide in his jail cell via New York City. And like, we're just, we're spinning that up again, which is amazing. It's fantastic. I love it. I love the fact that every time we're, and you know, we're not done with this. I think there's like tapes that are coming out missing from the FBI leakage, some sort of stuff, whatever Meg Kelly's sputing that crazy freaking witch. She's insane. And so it's just one of the most, we're not done with Epstein yet. And like, we, we can't even, after they got done seizing $600 million worth of assets from him, they put him in a jail cell where they remove another prisoner, put him in, and then turn off all the cameras, and then had like a security guard who just started like three months ago part-time watching the cell, and like some other guy who probably was involved in the whole thing, and then all of a sudden, magically, all of the evidence lines up to lead us to believe that what the media is saying is that he hung himself in the cell. And so, like, now, of course, like, you have the likes of stand-up comedians. You have the likes of, of politicians, like Donald Trump. I mean, people everywhere around the world know that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Everyone knows it. No one denies it. No one is wiser. No one has any other excuse. No one has proof. No one has facts. No one has conjecture. No one has anything. Every single person on the planet, if we had to come together on one topic, one thing about this entire fucking story is that he did not hang himself in that cell and that some individual organization, however you want to define it, part of the government, I don't know, whatever the setup was, this is... Mob mentality, old school rules. You know what I mean? Like we can get anyone in prison killed. Like we've seen the movies, we've seen the TV shows, a little shanking in the lunch line and bada bing, bada boom, your problem's done with. No more names, no more list, no more testifying for Jeffrey. He's donezo. You know what I mean? And then we spent, we oh, he hung himself. He's dead, he's suicide. He was on, we put him on suicide watch. Like three weeks ago, so clearly this was a suicide. And then what? We just slip eight hundred grand to the the coroner to say, well, yeah, it's kind of conclusive, not really, but it kind of is. So sure, that's what it was. And so if we're gonna solve world peace and get everyone on board, I think we can all agree. But the news has to continue spinning this narrative because if they don't, 
then the whole house of cards falls down. If they do not continue spinning the narrative of Epstein killing himself, then their whole house of cards falls down because then we don't believe a word they say ever. You know what I mean? And so uh, it's just... ...crimes or involvement in them. The names are part of a lawsuit against Jelaine Maxwell, who was sentenced to 20 years in prison for sex trafficking young girls for Epstein. CBS News correspondent Nancy Chen joins me now. Okay, Nancy, there's a lot to sift through. What do you know? There is. We are going through this right now. We have a team combating and attacking this big document release that we right. just got. 40 documents in total. Entire team. Uh, more than, as you mentioned, 940 pages plus. We have a team going awesome through pages. this right now. We'll make sure to bring you updates. But here's what we do know. It's important to note that being named, as you mentioned, does not necessarily mean that someone had knowledge of or involvement in Epstein's uh, crimes. What the documents also... That's it! <laughs> she said it. It is important to note that just because the names on the documents doesn't mean they were involved in the crimes. This is different. This is different now, okay? All that bad stuff that Epstein did, the underage, the stuff, the human trafficking, all that stuff, we're not, this is different. We're done talking about that. I need you to stop worrying about that. And just because... It's kind of, sort of, it is the same thing. We're spinning it as if it's not, but it's kind of sort of the same thing. Just know it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, Bill Clinton was on the human trafficker's plane that flew him to the human trafficker's island where he had dinner with the human trafficker in the human trafficker's house with the human trafficking intentions. And so it's it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. And what fucking, what Chen, Mrs. Chen here is trying to tell us is that, you know, Nancy, listen, Nancy Chen wants you to know that it doesn't imply any wrongdoing on anyone's part except for Jeffrey Epstein. He's the real criminal. Jeffrey Epstein is the real criminal. And so... That's what's got all the white people in a tizzy this week. The entire uh, population of the United States who is identifies as Caucasian, such as myself, is exactly what we are concerned with and concerned about. Now, on the other side of it all, on the other side of the culture, our African-American friends are dealing with their own issues because they've got Cat Williams in 2024. In 2024, Cat Williams decided that he was coming to swing out the gate. And what's he coming out with? Not something new, not something new, not something new, and just basically the same old battered down story that he always tells. It's boo-hoo, poor old me. Kevin Hart got all the movies that I was supposed to have. Now I don't have shit, but I'm still rich, bitch. Look at me, I'm Cat Williams. And so Cat Williams goes on the podcast and he drops every single name. He drops every single name of every black comedian that's alive today because he knows every single one doesn't have the fucking balls not to say a word about it. So they're going to respond. They're going to make his name now trending and he's going to be now relevant again. And oh, and guess what? He's doing shows. He's doing a show right now. He's got a show, I think, in Philly right now. He's doing shows right now. We're on tour 
right now. And so, of course, of course, we need all the other comics to do their responses, put his name in the post, whether it's serious or not. Like, we need all the other comics now to respond to this because it's exactly what Cat Williams wanted. This is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing. We're going on podcast and we're talking a lot of shit and we're sprinkling the truth with a lot of exaggeration. I'm sure that in that two hour podcast episode, most of what Cat Williams has said is remotely, if not 100% true. Most of the clips that I've seen, he has receipts. We have stand up specials, we have dates. We have access to the internet. We know what things were said. We know what was going on. So some things he is saying is true. It's a lot like what Alex Jones does. He threw a lot at the wall, a lot like what Kanye does. They throw a lot at the wall and whatever sticks, whatever goes viral, whatever narrative, whoever responds is the loser. And so in this case, he's dropping names like Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart, Cedric the Entertainer, Ludacris, literally any black entertainment artist in the rap, comedy, acting, like Tyler Perry, Martin Lawrence, like he named every single live, like the, some of them passed, unfortunately, but most of the names he mentioned are of living entertainment artists. And so now everyone's up in a tizzy. It's fine because they don't realize what's going on. I'm here to tell you, this is just what he does. This is the second time, third time in the last three or four years he's done this. This is what inspired Kevin Hart's rant on, on the breakfast club, right? We got that, like, that was like five, that was like four, five, six years ago. So like, this has been a new thing. Cat Williams has been coming after Kevin Hart for the last five, 10, 15 years, ever since he did start to turn down those movie roles, they started giving them to Kevin Hart. Like, that's just what it was. And Kevin says that. He was in the lane, and then he got out. He started to not show up. He started doing things sideways. Like, you know the clip. Where is it to put the clip in? Hollywood this, the white man, this, this, and this. When do you take responsibility for your actions? You had the shot. Cat was in that position at one point. You were the guy. You were set up to be the star. You didn't show up to work. You fucked off promo shoots. And so that's just kind of, you know what I mean? That's where it's like, we've seen this all before, but of course, Cat Williams, much like a lot of his comedy specials and his standups, we're going to recycle the jokes and the topics and the material and say the same things over and over again. And it's like, yeah, we get the nostalgia's there and he gets the people there. I don't know. It's just not like he doesn't, When's the last time you had any inkling or any reason or any efforts or any amount of energy to want to go to a Cat Williams comedy show? I, I, you know, I don't know. I could think of five other, I could think of five other stand-up comedians that I go see before that. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. And most of them are just from like one, two or three of them are from like America's Got Talent. And so that, that should really put that into perspective as to where Kevin Hart and 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 Cat Williams really uh, really stands. So big accusations, you know what I mean. And so we'll see. I'm gonna let Carlos. Uh, he's on the story. He's he's working on it. I think for this week for the podcast, we're gonna see what 280 plus does uh, with this story and what he has to say. 
Uh, he did a great job covering the Diddy stuff. I went there for all the Diddy news. That's why we didn't really talk about it here. We don't need to get into that drama. Uh, but the Cat Williams stuff, and I mean, listen, some of it, some of it, like I said, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, it's true. It might be true. It, it might be, some might call it conspiracy. Some might call it, I, I don't know. But I mean, like, like, for example, like this, I mean, this is kind of crazy, right? I mean, you didn't think like, what, what would ludicrous have to do with Cat Williams in his career? No, um, so there was a crossroads where we were both invited to an Illuminati thing, and it had to be one or the other of us, and decisions had to be made. So it was both of us, we were equal. One of us had to cut off all their hair and couldn't do the sideburn thing no more with the points. And the next person they said was going to get $200 million because they were going to pay him $10 million a movie to do 20 movies. And that's how the conversation happened. One of those persons turned out to be ludicrous, and the other person turned out to be Cat Williams. Listen, listen, let's look. Listen, there's an easy way to prove it. We're going to prove it right now. I guarantee you, let's see. If Ludacris is on his 20th movie, Cat Williams might have just blown the top off this whole thing. If I swear to God, here we go. 2001, The Fast and Furious. 2001, The Wash. 2003, Too Fast and Furious. 2004, Crash. Hustle and Flow, 2005. Lil Pimp, 2005. Fred Claus, 2007. Max Payne, 2008. Fast and Furious, 2009. Uh, Gamer, 2009. No Strings Attached, 2011. Fast and Furious, 2011. New Year's Eve, 2011. Fast and Furious 6, 2013. Fast and Furious 7, Fast and Furious 8, Fast and Furious 9, Fast and Furious 10, and this year they dropped Dashing Through the Snow on Disney Plus starring Ludacris. If my math is correct, that's 4, 8, 12, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 19 to 20 movies. The Illuminati has successfully reeled in and captured Ludacris as we know him. You thought, thanks to Cat Williams. Listen, if you get, this is what I'm talking about. You can't watch, you've seen in this episode, we've already covered it. You can't watch CBS or NBC for your news. You need to start listening to people like Cat Williams. We would never have known. You would never have known. How are you supposed to go into Fast and Furious 11 knowing now that one of your favorite characters is a part of the Illuminati, dude? How are you supposed to sleep at night knowing one of your favorite rappers is a part of the Illuminati? Ludacris, one of your favorite rappers, you wouldn't have thought that that was the rapper on your playlist, a part of the Illuminati. You would have thought there might have been another one, but Ludacris, Cat Williams, I mean, thank the... I, I didn't know. And I mean, thank goodness now. I'm going to go finish watching the rest of this Cat Williams podcast because you can't... There's no... But listen, there's no evidence of wrongdoing between either Cat Williams... 
Uh, he's insane. The man's clearly insane. I mean, he did have a really good take. He did have a really good take on Kanye. I mean, he did have a really good take on Kanye and mental health. Um, that was kind of, uh, it was kind of interesting. Do I have that clipped up? I might not even, let's see if we can find that clip. Uh, and I think that's like the one, that's the one, uh, the one thing here. Uh, yeah, here we go. He asked him, he asked him about his opinions on Kanye. I suspect that we're pretty awful people if we say that somebody got a mental illness and then we watch what they do. If you say somebody got special needs, then why would you be watching them and holding them accountable like everybody else? Wouldn't you grade them on a curve? Wouldn't you go, whew, this guy. Because, I mean, what are we reacting to? What are we reacting to? You're the one that put him in a position where he thought he was God and could call himself Jesus. And you're the one told a guy that writes musical lyrics that he was a genius. Mm -hmm. You're the one that's like, so what? What do you expect? The guy married a whore. Like, what? Oh, Lord. Like, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I mean, married her because she was one. Not he didn't know. He understood that he wanted that. He courted that. That's what he wanted to base his family on. But maybe she got, she got a good heart, though. And I'm sure she does. I mean, I'm sure Kim Kardashian has an amazing heart. Uh, it's the biggest. It's the biggest heart I think that anyone has in all of Hollywood. And so, Cat Williams, man. I mean, uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see where he takes it from here. TGI Fridays has abruptly closed 36 restaurants. Listen, it's here, it's now, it's the chain restaurant apocalypse. We're seeing the old go and the new move in. Meg's just told me the one out of two Popeyes that we have in this area is out, closed permanently. So now I only know of one within driving distance for most people in central PA. Maybe there's another one somewhere I'm unaware about, but I know of one. And so like now that TGI Fridays is out, we've got the new ones moving in. They abruptly closed 36 restaurants over the weekend. I'm pretty sure like employees went and showed up to their work, their job, their shift that day. And there was just a note on the door that said, Hey, we're done. Like go find a new job. You know, no one's going to be here for references. You can put it on your resume. Maybe they'll feel bad for you. But this is it, babe. And so some fans of TGI Fridays were likely surprised this week when they found that on Friday, oh, we did it on a Friday. No. Oh, God, this country does not cease to amaze me. It does not cease to amaze me. They found that their local restaurant permanently closed because the chain abruptly shut down dozens of locations around the U.S. The chain said in a release that it closed 36 underperforming restaurants as part of an ongoing growth strategy. Smart. Cut off the dead fat, the ones that weren't doing good, the ones that weren't paying you well, and then you can put all now your money and resources into like the 12 
good, really must be really good, busy locations, maybe in an airport or something, and just put all your money and marketing efforts into that. You know, that makes sense. TGI Fridays has released a list of their closed restaurants to CNN, which encompasses 12 states. New Jersey has the most seven TGI Fridays. What can I say? People of New Jersey love their TGI Fridays. You know what I mean? Hey, like it's, that's what you need. Like on a good Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, no bad time for Fridays. Get them baby back ribs, get that Jack Daniels barbecue sauce, get that lemon pepper chicken, get whatever new item they got on the menu, get that bacon, double stack bacon, cheese, cheddar burger with extra cheese and pickles on it. Boom, baby. I love it. You love a good TGI Friday's order and it's cheap. It's cheap. But hey, listen, no fear. Have no fear, my friends. Ruby Tuesdays isn't going anywhere. Ruby Tuesdays isn't closing nothing. The Ruby Tuesdays on Harrisburg on the Pike right over here was busier than any other location on Thanksgiving. The parking lot of Ruby Tuesdays was full on Thanksgiving, New Year's Eve, all the holidays. Granted, it's because people didn't have anywhere to go. If they didn't have family or where somewhere to eat, to go out to eat, they only had a slim few options. So, of course, they probably just went to Ruby Tuesdays for the most value and range of menu and, of course, alcohol. But they were open, babe, and they were packed. So fear not. Something tells me that Ruby Tuesdays is here to stay. When's the last time you've been to a Ruby Tuesdays? If you've been to a Ruby Tuesdays, dude, in the last six, in 2023, if you went to a Ruby Tuesdays in 2023, let me know in the comments down below and you win a special prize. If you've been to a Ruby Tuesdays, there's no way this article shouldn't be about Ruby goddamn Tuesdays. Why are they still open? They're open, but TGI Fridays can't make it? God damn. Prior to the closure, TGI Fridays had about 270 U.S. locations, a footprint that uh, has dwindled in the recent years. About 80% of the total impacted employees were offered transfer opportunities, uh, the company said. Our top priority has always been delivering superior experience to each and every TGI Fridays guest, and we've identified opportunities to optimize and streamline our operations to ensure that we are the best positioned to meet and exceed on the brand promise, said uh, Ray Risley, U.S. President and Chief Operating Officer in the release for TGI Fridays. So basically, it's a smart business move. Smart business move. If they didn't make this move, the whole company would have went, boop, bankrupt, just like Kevin O'Leary's Shark Tank business that just dropped. I think, uh, I don't remember what it was, like uh, something. He sold, they sold something, but it wasn't great. And so they just filed for bankruptcy. And so in an effort to not be the next failed chain restaurant of America and to stay strong and keep their grasp on the American citizens when it comes to those cheap dine-in for two, 19.99 two entree deals on any given weekday, we've got to cut some fat, we've got to trim off some of that sirloin steak, and we've got to switch it up. Dude, listen to this. TGI Fridays is a privately owned triartesian capital investors and private equity firm, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, of course, like all of them are. So financial results aren't released. However, 
The company said that last year, total sales were projected to reach $1.6 billion in 2022, with some U.S. stores growth seeing 8% compared to 2019 pre-pandemic numbers. In 2022, TGI Fridays made $1.6 billion. That's unfathomable to think of. How insane of amount of money. Like, who's going to TGI Fridays? When's the last time you've been to a TGI Fridays? If you've been to a TGI Fridays in 2023, let me know if you went to a TGI Fridays anytime last year. Put a comment down in the description below. And if you have and you were in 23, you, you'll win a special prize. They've also changed up the menu in recent months to keep up with apples and chilies by adding sushi. Okay, listen. Up until this point, I almost was an investor. I was literally this close to investing into TGI Fridays. They've added sushi to the menu at T... No, they didn't. TGI Friday's sushi, the original spicy tuna crispy rice. Oh, there it is. Oh my gosh. They've got pan seared pot stickers. They've got steakhouse meatballs, truffle tot shows. Eh. Ugh. Margarita shrimp cocktail, dude. Oh my God. Why wouldn't you want to go to TGI Fridays? Uh, so, hey, I mean, they closed 36 locations. Should I, should I read them all off? No, I'm just joking. I'm not going to read them all off. It's just the states and the addresses. God, the menu sounds heinous. I don't think I'd eat anything here. Like the wings look horrendous. I mean, it looks like chili. It's on par. It's a, it's on par. It's the TGI Fridays, chilies, Applebee's, Ruby Tuesdays, the core four, the core four left of the chain restaurants from the early to mid two thousands era to now they're slowly dwindling away, but the core four still stand strong. And literally every single one of their menus is the same. You can get all of these same dishes from TGI Fridays, Chili's, Applebee's, and Ruby Tuesdays currently, right now. There's not one thing you can't get from the one place that you can't get at the other place for the same price, if not a few dollars more cheaper than the other place. I guarantee this is a fucking, I feel like I'm looking at Chili's menu right now and I'm on TGIFridays.com. It's kind of, it's one of the most funniest things I think I have heard this year so far, and we're only five days in. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for rocking with me for another week. My name's Levi McCurdy. This has been another episode of the What Are We Doing podcast. Please check us out on YouTube. Go to wadpod.com backslash YouTube, W-A-W-D-P-O-D.com backslash Y-O-U-T-U-B-E. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that bell. Support our mission in 2024. We doubled our subscribers and succeeded that number last year. I'm hoping to do the same thing. I want 3,000. I want 3,000 subscribers on this YouTube channel in 2024. Help me make it happen. 
you have more than one Gmail account, which means you can hit the subscribe button on this channel more than once. I know it's unethical, do it anyways, okay? You've got a Gmail account, if not make one, because whatever else, what are you using, Yahoo, AOL, like MSN? What email address are you using, babe? If you don't have a Gmail, make one, then go to wadpod.com backslash YouTube while you're logged into it and hit the subscribe button. Then hit the bell and let's rock and roll this new year. Shout out to you guys. You got us through an amazing 2023. I'm so happy to be back. We've got guests lined up, babe. As I said in the top of the episode, uh, I've got my friend Kaisa coming. I've got Jeff coming. I've got Felix coming. And that's a wrap for January. We've got one solo episode this week. Unless someone bails, it's fine. I'll improvise. But we're working on setting up guests for the rest of the year. We've got links. We've got Calendy. We've got everything taken care of. We're rocking and rolling. And we're so excited for 2024. Thank you so much for watching another episode of this podcast. I'll see you guys next week for another fun-filled time with me, your host, Levi. So what are we doing podcast? Peace out, everybody. This is the What Are We Doing Podcast.